Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Don Perry. Welcome, Don. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful you are willing to share your story. We could probably do 12 podcasts <laughs> on your story, but we're going to talk about one specific piece of it today. But Dawn sits today viewing life from a new vantage point. I think many of us can relate to this. But after having experienced 10 out of 11 top life crises in the past seven years, wow, she sits with different eyes. During what she describes as her Mark 631 sanctuary season of weight, she's learned she is learning that winning the war of weight is achieved through worship, being um being rather than doing. Oh, I love that. She is looking forward to her next season with hope to where the waiting will lead. So Dawn, thank you so much for being here. And just to start off, share with us a little bit about what your broken crayons looked like. Well, we have a box of 64 broken crayons. We got the like jumbo size. (laughs) I know what I was like, Wow, 10 out of the 11 top crises in seven years. That's tough. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But God is good. And you know what I've really learned? I think in the overarching scheme of things, what the Lord has really shown me, Shelley, is that we really are never broken, but we're whole in a million pieces. Mm. Right. So just like the body of Christ, we all function even internally with different roles in our lives, different Mm -hmm. spaces. Each of the crises has taught me something precious and sacred. Uh, The Lord has enveloped me um, Mm -hmm. in his arms and taught me that warriors rest sometimes. They don't quit, they rest. Mm -hmm. So um, through each season, there I've seen his grace. I've seen the footprint of what he's doing. Um, and you don't give up. You learn to stop and you learn to wait, mm-hmm. which for type A personalities is yes. really not <laughs> a top priority ever. Yes. You really think that you should constantly be doing, doing and doing. Yes. And sometimes I find, I have found personally that in my doing, I was actually undoing mm-hmm. and I was getting in God's way. Wow. There's so much right there. But before we unpack some of that, because I want to unpack a little bit more in depth, but just touch on what kind of crises you walked through, just so we can get an idea of what you had to face these last seven years. Sure. So starting in the fall, actually Thanksgiving season of 2009, we started with an abduction attempt on one of my children. Wow. Yeah. So we dealt with that. We dealt then the following February with a paralyzing accident of another child. Oh my goodness. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we learn in crisis is that everybody breaks. So it may happen to one person, but the whole family breaks. Yes, it, it's a ripple effect. It affects everyone in the family. It really does. So that really followed by the disintegration of my marriage. Uh, that was mm-hmm. had a, its own wow. special set of crises that were attached to that. Um, I discovered financial devastation mm-hmm. that I wasn't privy to. Um, the wow. loss, yeah, the loss of our family company. Um, we dealt with addiction issues in our family, um, cancer, death of a close friend. Um, wow sexual abuse scandals in the church Mm. that um, we needed to be a part of unraveling. And um, I think that was 10. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's probably more. I mean, like when we first talked, you're like, Shelly, there's so many things I could talk about, but I think just giving the general picture, like you've walked through a lot and Mm -hmm. you've been through a lot and it's been, it's been painful. You've had a lot mm-hmm. to grieve. You've oh. had a lot of losses. Mm. You've had a lot of just different things happening. And it's, you know, I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that feels like, why do these things keep happening to me? Why does this keep on happening? And there's just more and more and more. And, you know, um, what would you say was the lowest point for you during that season? I mean, there's probably several different points, but was there one like really low point that you can point out for us? Yeah. Uh, and that's, I had to think about that for a minute. And I think Shelly, you know, each one of those crises was kind of like God's attempt at a wake up call to me to Mm. live transparently, something that I really was not good at. I really wore, um, my abilities very well, and they masked a lot of things in my life, right? So the low point for me was actually as I looked in the rearview mirror when I was driving down my driveway for the last time with my car packed with whatever was in my car and a couple hundred dollars in my checking account leaving. Wow. And it was a very sacred moment as our driveway was pretty long. And as I passed each station of our driveway, there was just a stone of remembrance. Mm. And it was an opportunity for me to praise and worship Mm. for each of those stones that had been so graciously given to me, um, even in the ugliness of all of it. It was so raw, but beautiful, Mm. you know, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually just got little chills, you know, I call them God bumps as you were talking. (laughs) And, you know, it's like in the midst of like feeling like your life is being torn apart and, you know, you're, you're driving down that driveway and God's, you know, reminding you of different things. And so tell us a little bit about your, your turning point of really learning how to embrace waiting and worship Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what that means for those of us walking through crises, because there's people listening right now that are actually in the middle of it or they've they've walked through it and they haven't quite gotten through it and they're still mm-hmm. there. And so share with us a little bit about what God's, God's taught you about that. Yeah, that I have been, when I left, I had um, come up to our home, which is 
I call it my sanctuary. And I've been here for the past 17 months, just tucked away. Um, I find that uh, the turning point came when uh, I said, I call it my Mark 631 year, where the Lord just spoke to me and said, you come away with me to a distant, mm-hmm. a secluded place and rest for a while. Mm-hmm. Resting really was not something that was in my vocabulary as yeah. an over, right? As <laughs> an overproducer. <laughs> yeah, I know. We overproduce, right? Mm-hmm. I overproduced. So I think the Lord was about my undoing. That mm. this season has been about my undoing. So kind of I would in context put it in terms of probably ripping the wrapper off of my crayons <laughs> so wow. that he can reconstruct. Yes. Reconstruct, reconstruct. So crazy of craziest of places. I feel like this past 17 months has been a master class with the master himself. And wow. it's been a place, it's a sacred space. Um, where the Lord has allowed me to look at what happened realistically. He's kind of given me new eyes, shown me my part in it, um, accepting the reality of all of the things that had happened, grieving, yes. getting in touch with those emotions that oftentimes we tend to push to the side. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that could really only happen in this secluded space. There was no more busyness. My big life was gone. (laughs) Because busyness can be an addiction and it can numb us just like any other addiction. Alcohol, drugs, sex, you know, other things, shopping, food. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, um, workaholism has been my, the one that's been like, it's the addiction that's held on the longest because it's, you know, it's the, for me, it was like the hardest to let go, but it, it can numb those things that then when you don't have that, it's like, whoa, you know, yeah. now it's time to start dealing with this. And so, yeah, you know, that's, you know, such, such um, a precious time that God has given you. But I'm sure it's been hard, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, you rail against, you just rail against the undoing, right? But I think the thing that I has been pressed upon my heart most, Shelley, is that um, the waiting and that war of worship wins the waiting war, right? So when we're battling on the front lines, kind of like, um, you know, so many times when the walls of Jericho were stormed and we are just standing there doing things that kind of from the human eye would look absolutely ridiculous, right? Right. So marching around (laughs) walls with trumpets while your life is crumbling, you learn that that's where those battles are won. Mm-hmm. It's when we bend our knees. And the quicker we bend our knees, the quicker the battle, we, we claim victory. Mm-hmm. So for right? someone who is maybe um, not quite sure, like, what worship looks like, you know, for, you know, like, for them or, you know, what, what did the worship look like for you? Like, what were some some just practical things or some, what are some ways that it looked like for you during this season? Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's been a sacred time of trial and error. I have gone to places that I, in my old life would never have been seen Uh, dealing with the broken. You realize you are one of them, 
right? And so you go where the broken are. And when I sit here alone, so I was without a community uh, for a large part of that time. And so it was an intensive one-on-one. So worship looked like, and I'm glad I live in the woods because screaming, yelling, there was really a lot of on my face, um, Mm -hmm. shouting at the top of the lung, at the top of my lungs, Mm -hmm. um, marking certain things that were happening for victory in the Lord. You know, Shelley, I think one of the biggest keys to worship has been to really lean into and learn to understand the power that we have as his beloved daughters. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And when we take the ground that he has already given us, by sitting at his feet and adoring him, that unleashes Mm -hmm. him to do what only he can do. Yes, yes. And I love that you were just real of worship is not always pretty. Oh, no. It's not always wrapped in a nice box with a pretty bow. (laughs) Like, no, sometimes it's it's just raw and real. And I've had times too where I'm like, screaming in my pillow because I am, you know, in a condo or whatever, you know, I mean, but like, and punching and, you know, sometimes we just have to allow some of those emotions to come through and the Lord can handle it. He knows, read the Psalms. David poured out his heart to the Lord. And I think worship many times is just that pouring out our hearts to the Lord. It's not this Pinterest, you know, Instagram type of like beautiful, pretty, pretty, um, perfect looking thing. It's real, it's raw, and it's sometimes silence. Yeah. And sitting and learning to listen. Listening. And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to read that verse you shared earlier, Mark 6, 31. Um, Do you have it in front of you? Yeah. Okay. Could you read it for us? Yeah, sure. It's come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. Mm. And I know someone listening right now needs to hear that because so many times we don't even allow ourselves to rest. I don't know. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't think we, we deserve it or it's not productive. It's not accomplishing anything. I recently went away on a 24 hour prayer fasting retreat in a little retreat center in the woods here in Colorado. It accomplished more in that 24 hours than I could have, you know, done just in the busy, you know, in the regular life. So sometimes it is just so powerful to come away, whether that's just closing your bathroom door, coming right. away for five minutes, you know, or what sitting in your, um, your car, you know, finding a place, finding a spot. I know when my mom was in her um, crisis moment, when my parents' marriage was dissolving and she would, mm-hmm. she just found a little place near their house um, in Ohio and it was just a little wooded area and it had a small little stream and it wasn't gorgeous. Like, you know, sometimes you think of, you know, out here in Colorado, but it was sacred for her. And so I think just finding those spaces coming away, but, you know, also allowing yourself to be raw and real. I mean, I think that's so powerful what you, you, um, had mentioned in that. And just in closing, do you have any final words of advice for those that have really, walked through just a lot of crisis in their life. They feel just really broken or just, um, just, it's just life doesn't make sense right now. Do you have any, um, you know, just final words or um, advice? Yeah. So still going through, uh, there are pieces of my 
things that are still unresolved, right? Mm -hmm. So still going through. And I think this is what keeps me pressing in. You know, I ask myself this question. I ask myself two questions. One is how much of my full potential do I want to have realized when I stand before God's throne? What's the percentage? Give me a number. I would be really, really disappointed to have gone through all of this, stand before the throne and hear God say 62. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like really gunning for the 105 because that's the overachiever in me, right? (laughs) Then I have to ask my question because, you know, these, these crises are a sacred trust, Mm. right? They're given to us for a very, very, very specific reasons, right? So, you know, when Jesus said to Peter, Satan has demanded that you're going to be sifted like wheat. And when you come through, you turn around and you strengthen the brothers. Mm. So there's the sacred trust, right? That we have a responsibility for. So when I want to realize that full potential, when we want to realize that full potential of these crises, Then I ask myself the second question, which is, what's keeping you? What's keeping me from realizing that full potential? And I need to be, you need to be really honest and you have to answer some serious like introspection there. And I'm really learning that I need to throw off a lot of what's encumbering me to run the race well. Yes. And you know, I just, I, I think that verse you shared about um, Peter was um, just so, so powerful of like, you know, being sifted, but then to go and strengthen the brothers. And, you know, there's also verses where we comfort others with the comfort we have received. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, during crisis, we either tend to draw towards God or away from him. And crisis mm-hmm. is actually an ideal opportunity to draw near and to grow more than you've ever grown spiritually or emotionally in your entire life because it's yeah. such a time of dependency, dependency mm-hmm. on the Lord and not that self-sufficiency that we can get into during good oh. times. And for me, it's those crisis times that I've grown the most and that God has used the most. And that's what I say in my book, Broken Grand Still Colors are, you know, it's our, our mistakes, our regrets, the things, you know, mm-hmm. that many times we want to just put aside that God ends up using the most in our lives and he can use it for his glory. And so thank you so much for sharing part of your journey with us today. If someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you online? You can always um, Facebook me at Dawn Stevenson Perry. Uh, you can also get me through my website, which is Platinum Travel Insiders with an S.com um, and via email. So dperry7657 at AOL.com. Thank you so much. And thank you. I just, I just know that someone needed to hear this today. I actually think, you know, there's a couple book titles that could come out of what you shared. <laughs> the sanctuary season of weight. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, um, 
um, the war of weight through worship. You know, those things are so powerful. And I just know God is not finished with you yet, Don. He's going to continue to to use this season to not only draw you closer to him, but to also just bring so much fruit. And it's truly, your story is truly another example of how he can take our broken pieces and create a masterpiece. Yeah, thanks, Shelley. And you know what? In closing, I think I, I would probably say the biggest stories in scripture, right, are achieved and accomplished through the people who were willing to follow him mm. in blind trust to the scariest places, mm. right? So Moses into the desert or Esther into the throne room or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. Like these are real scary places. So I think when we want to accomplish big things in the kingdom, we need to walk in those spaces. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, um, just love that. I know God's been speaking to me about some of those things lately too. So thank we'll you have so to continue much. those chats. <laughs> I know it. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank th- you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I just pray you were blessed. That you really just um, were encouraged through what Don shared today. And if you or someone else you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to feature you on this podcast. You can apply to be featured at shellyhits.com forward slash story. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelley's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.